Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, I am excited to bring you part two of our two-part series on Black farmers and ranchers brought to us by The Heist, an award-winning podcast that is now in season three, where they are focusing on a heist by the U.S. government of land and wealth from America's black farmers and ranchers. Yesterday, you heard from April Simpson, the reporter who covered this story for the series. And today, you are going to hear from black rancher Nate Bradford, who went to the USDA for help in keeping his ranch afloat. He comes from, and you will hear in my interview with him, from a family of black ranchers in Oklahoma. His grandfather and his father were both ranchers. And because of racism, because of discrimination, their businesses barely hung on for Nate to be able to try and pick up where his father and his grandfather left off. And I got to tell you that listening to Nate's story and the fact that he is trying to fulfill his family's legacy and dream and for so long believed that there was just something wrong with him and his grandfather and his father in the way that they were doing their business. You know, why were these white ranchers, you know, so successful and they're losing money? And, you know, and thinking that it is their fault 
when as he began to dig in to understand how money was being lent and why, he recognized that what he was experiencing and what he continues to experience is a product of racism within the system. And as somebody who grew up on the East Coast, I know very little, right, about farms and ranching. And so I'm always really curious about, particularly around and about Black people who live in predominantly white areas, who not only fight to be a part of that state, but to be like a member of community that is a part of their lineage, right? And so speaking to Nate to really understand what his family has gone through and the land that he wants to pass on to his own children, but how he is now being forced to work multiple jobs so that he can keep his ranch going is heartbreaking. And it's a necessary conversation to have because, as I said yesterday, this entire season is tied around a recent study that found that Black farmers lost $326 billion in land in the 20th century alone. And actually, it's not even lost. $326 billion were stolen, stolen from Black farmers and ranchers in the 20th century. And I continue to wonder, what would America look like if white racists didn't consistently cut off their nose to spite their face? What would it look like to live in a country that allowed all people to be a part of the abundance that this country offers and not just carve, carve it up for a select few white men? There is just this scarcity and racist mentality that drives our racial wealth gap. And poverty in certain communities, in black and brown communities. But this story in particular, friends, is one that deserves the attention and deserves to be heard. These are the stories that these racist white governors want removed, right? Because it goes along to perpetuate their lie that black people find themselves impoverished or with the racial wealth gap or behind in metrics because they're not worthy, because they're not smart enough, not ambitious enough. When in fact, this was all done out of spite, out of hate for the other. So take a listen to this conversation coming up next with rancher Nate Bradford. Folks, I am very happy to welcome to Woke AF Daily uh, for the first time Nate Bradford, who is a rancher and head of G-Line Ranchers. Um, he is also featured on the podcast, the third season of The Heist, uh, where they talk about the theft uh, by the U.S. government, the USDA in particular, with regard to the wages, the land, 
um, loans of black farmers that have reached, I think one report said in the 20th century, um, over $350 billion with a B. Um, Nate, tell us a bit about your story and where first where you, where you're located um and how you got into farming well i'm a fourth generation rancher here uh you know and i'll say say ranching my family my grandfathers came in here in the 18 or early 1900s so we have our ranches g-line ranch our family came up from georgia um in the early 1900s, migrated up here to central Oklahoma, uh, raised in a town of Bowley, Oklahoma. Uh, it's pretty much in the center, kind of in the center of this state. And we have a primary cow-calf operation operating and leasing over 2,000 acres. Um, we've got we've got in the business, you know, my, my dad, he started out, my grandfather, he, he started out as well, but as when I, we came along, we see some opportunities where we can kind of expand. And so that's what we did. So when, when you, I mean, this is obviously a family business, generational uh, business um, of being ranchers. Did you know um, at that time, as you're watching your grandfather and your father, um, what they had been up against financially with regard to the U.S. government, no, we we I had no idea, mm. honestly, um, and it really was on its phase, on its way out. Honestly, that's what was happening. So, no inf- new infrastructures had been made in our area uh, when I actually I had no idea that this would be something that I would try to pursue. Um, you know, the reason being is because. With no, there was no successful black farmers or ranchers in our area. And only the one we've seen that successful was white men in our area. And we thought, you know, we we dealt with um, racism. And, you know, I went to a, a mixed school, you know, but primary white school and, and Native Americans. Uh, so I was I was kind of the only, only black in the area. So. You know, growing up, it's, it's like anything, superheroes, you see on TV, you see the Huxtables, right? Um, none of that is in, in, you know, we didn't have no Huxtable out here on the ranch. It was everybody I knew was going to work and coming home every day and trying to, you know, make a living. And so I had no idea, you know, my, my grandfather and my dad, they, they went to work. And, um, you know, until they couldn't work no more and forced new investments around in our community, we didn't have we didn't have any. So it, I just didn't have didn't see anything that was going to, you know, that was going to influence me. Yeah. To, to be in ranch, yeah. Right? Yeah. So then how did you make the decision? Right. As you're you're kind of you're growing up middle of Oklahoma you have not seen you've seen successful farmers and ranchers but they're white did you think to yourself you know well what are they doing that that I'm not doing or did you know from you know from the jump like if I were a white rancher I'd be doing 
pretty damn well too. Yeah. So that's that's what we thought. So we'd seen the white ranchers, you know, uh, going to to sell, selling their livestock, uh, being around in the country, uh, you know, kind of roosting the whole nest and and, and making a living. Um, and what I did not realize is that the amount of infrastructure and how much further they was ahead. And so as I as we came into this business, we looked for opportunities of going to the farm service agency to uh, advance, right? So, and that's kind of how we got into this deal. So I had first trying to get in there and get obtained a loan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, uh, we was denied and the lack of it was because of the uh, application process. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really complex. You go in there, they hand you, uh, you know, a, a folder, file folder for the information, and you really only need about a third of it, if that much filled out. Uh, so it's, you know, so you, you kind of look at that, but anyway, you get denied because mm-hmm. you don't get no assistance, right? So if you don't know, you don't know. And, but, you know, as, you know, I was first one to graduate, you know, my, my mom and my dad, you know, I was first one to graduate high school. So my force education wise, we was able to kind of get through that. I went to college and you know, was having a social degree. And my brother, he went to and got a bachelor's degree at Lansing University. So we was all kind of anyway with that, with education and kind of know how we was able to get through the paperwork and get the necessary resources to, um, you know, get through the complex situation of the application. And, you know, of course, we were denied as long as you didn't know, but we, we would dig in deeper when we go back. And eventually we obtained a loan, you know, I obtained my loan. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X visit tomboyx.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is she pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How long did that process of just going back and forth and filling out this kind of, you know, stacks of paperwork being denied and then finally getting accepted. What was the, the, the kind of the timeline on that? You know, uh, it's hard to just kind of remember that it seems like it was probably six months. To okay. A year. Okay. Um, you know, and you know, but I, in mind, my dad went through this process as well. So I, I knew I was like, okay, we just facing, um, you know, maybe something's just not right. So we'd go back and, and, and then eventually say, no, this plan, cash flow, cash flows, I know it, it, it works. And, you know, so we went, went and got that taken care of. But, you know, the difficult things when you did them with the farm service agency is when we did obtain our, our loan, mm-hmm. it was, it was not what we originally asked for. Right. And, uh, it was, it was a lesser amount. And when you get into this deal, they'll tell you that you're a limited resource, resource, and that's what I get you in this special uh, brack, so-called special brack. Maybe you'll get funded before anybody else. But that only, you know, when you come in this deal, you have limited. That means you have no resources. Mm. Like I told you earlier, my grandfather and my dad, they was coming. They was literally going out of business. And here we are trying to go into business with nothing, little to nothing. And so what, and I'll just kind of fast forward here, what kind of got me in my situation is we was we ex- experienced extreme droughts and we needed assistance to to hold out. We, we come in this situation with the least amount of resources yep. and the first storm that comes through takes us out of business. Wow. And literally we have, we have nothing. So that's kind of what my first tango dealing with uh, the farm service agency on trying to keep my keep my place. So while you're waiting on this funding, Nate, for six months, were you able to like continue to raise your 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 calves? Like, were you like how does how does business work when you're waiting on these loans to kind of you know increase your infrastructure? But you don't have the money to to do that. Well, you come out of pocket. Yeah. So, okay. you know, I, I, I prayed about it and I had a unique opportunity where I uh, worked. I went to work for a company, UPS, and that was my saving grace. So I, I worked and literally almost doubled my wages and I took everything I had extra that I was making to keep the ranch afloat. And I knew on the end it would pay off, but I just needed to uh, obtain. And that's what I did. And I was able to stay in and battle these issues, go back and forth with, um, you know, we would go through mediation. We would go through, um, you know, they would try to foreclose on me. So I'd have to hire lawyers and go through this whole battle. And and, uh, I was able to stay afloat by, you know, a, a job. And so we, I did that and, and followed on as long as I could. And, um, you know, and it was, it was rough, you know, mm-hmm. cause we took everything we had and I was raising my family. Um, and, you know, but, you know, and all in the end, 
you know, we're still in business, um, but we we still haven't got there because we now we're experiencing different, you know, different things from all the setbacks we had over the years. And, and it's showing, it's starting to show up right now. I feel like that what's happened to my dad is his dad wasn't able to add on. He tried to do something with what his dad is, so he had to put it down. And um, that generation, a lot of them sold that land. Yeah. So yeah. my dad's, and now I come along, I'm trying to obtain land. So if I can't get nothing going, guess what? My son's going to be selling this place too because it's not it's not feasible. You can't manage to maintain it. Have you found any help with the Biden administration, with any change in in politics, or has this just been year after year the same, you know, issues regardless of who is, you know, is in the White House? Well, you know... Seem like when there's the Democrats has been in the White House, there's been always talk of uh, some assistance and what they do. We've had some some small um, assistance, but nothing. You know, we didn't. We they said they was going to write, you know, help us out for, on debt forgiveness and 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 help us out on our loans and stuff. They didn't do any of that uh, during the pandemic. They released billions of dollars. And none of it went in our hands. I mean, it's 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 crazy amount of money that that I'm gonna say white producers mm-hmm. get that we do not get, and that's because we are so far on the bottom of the um, I'm gonna say food chain mm-hmm. in this business that they're not even worried about us. You know what I mean? They out here. We got the big five, four packers, you know, packing houses that's getting millions and billions of dollars. On government aid during the pandemic, um, you know, with expanding our, pro, you know, meat processing, we tried to apply for those grants, and we did not obtain any of them. Um, state governor Stent, and in this state of Oklahoma, gave out in the beginning like ten million dollars to go to small processors. We applied for that, we didn't get that. I mean, we just started getting behind, and now I'm trying to. Uh, invest in a business where they're getting free money. Yeah. Now we're even getting further behind. And, you know, not to even mention that the debt forgiveness that we didn't even get. So if you look, look, if you really pay attention, we we done fell behind big time, even more than what we was because of the amount of free infrastructure that these guys got. I mean, they got a big processing plant going up in Texas. Uh, minority blacks are not getting any of this. We're less than half a percent mm. of all production when it comes to agriculture. Let's talk about vegetables. Uh, we're talking mm-hmm. about meat. And there's 350 million people in the United States of America. We are less than a half a percent of the total. That's a lot of people eating. We're less than half a percent and all of us going out of business. That's something that says a lot of, about our government and a lot about, you know, what we should be and what, we, what we're not. I mean, it's just, I can't, just go through it all, but it's a lot that a free money that they get that we do not get in all aspects of this business. Why did you think it was important to share your story with the Heist podcast, and and what are you hoping that people gain from it? 
Well, I think it's important because it was shamed upon. My father, he was a, he was he was ashamed to talk about when he was losing his ranch. You know, um, and not only him, it was many many other farm black farmers and ranchers. They thought it was something that they was doing wrong, and the system was just just not there for them. They were stacking the dominoes where it was going to fall that way the whole time. You know, now not only we are on the small end of the deal, you've got producers out here that's um, that's getting free money and expanding. And we just, you know, falling, falling further and further behind. And, you know, our ancestors just, you know, would just be a very upset about to see us come so far and then now we're going to end up failing, you know, and what I want people to understand that they need to, it's important that we as black ranchers stay in yeah. business. What, what the amount of knowledge I have and my kids have, it's, it's, it's needed. If we get into a world where our food chain is, it's only going to be, held by a few people. And when we talk about obesity, diabetes, and disease, your food needs to be coming from reliable sources. Yep. And people need to pay attention to that. And when you get a few people in control of all your food, that's very dangerous. And then to have Black America all out of food and not out producing nothing, that's even more dangerous. Because they're going after all at this point now. It's getting worse. If you ain't if you ain't big, you got to go home. Yeah. Now, how? What does it look like for a black rancher? I ask myself that many times. For me to be in this business, what is it going? What does the future look like? We've got to get infrastructure. And that's what we got to do, and that's what my goal is to do: is be sustainable. Because just normal way of doing business, you can't do it no more. So the amount of money. We need, I need, is, 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 is quite a bit. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six x visit tomboyx.com something that makes me crazy is when people say well i had this career before but it was a waste and that's where the perspective shift comes that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now this is she pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish Sussman, every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me ask you this. Have, you know, you go to the, 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 the Farm Association and, and those other places. Is your hope then you know, that folks listening who are outside of this industry, but, in you know, everybody eats, like you said, everybody eats and everybody need to eat. Um, and we know that our food has become, is making us sick, right? Because it's it's not regulated in the ways that it needs to be. Is your hope then that other folks will listen to this and think, what can I do to help, right? Like, what can, how can I be a resource? How can I provide resources? How can I donate um, how can you get the attention of people that are maybe in other industries um, that aren't thinking about about uh, about farming and production uh, being in the hands of black folks, but it need needing to be? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's we have to find a way to support us here in the rural America. All right. I mean, I come from a town of Bowley, Oklahoma, historically black community. When they came up out of the South and they came up here, this is one of the towns that was first governed by black mayors, doctors, schools, the whole nine, power supply that we had the whole nine. Okay. That's what we need to get to. People need to try, if, you know, reach out. We have the internet now. Reach out. I would love to, you know, talk to individuals and find the ways they can support because yeah. you got to realize I'm in the country and to, to get out in the city, I can't really get out like I, you know, would, would love to because, but I'm busy in the weeds. Right. 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 I'm holding a full-time right. job. I'm holding a full-time job. I'm seeing about hundreds of animals and thousands of acres. This is, this is a big task, but we do need some help because when you're so busy, working on trying to keep all this together, it's hard to get out and actually reach out. But I know there's got to be somebody out there mm -hmm. that can give me a contract, give me, give me a point in the right direction so we can uh, be self-sustained. I don't need to do the average and normal way of doing business no more. I've got to get my product out to, you know, um, to, to the world yeah. and try to do an added value on our products. And that's what black America don't have. We just got to go. We, we end up just selling to the, the normal route because we have no infrastructure. So whenever the first storm comes through, it takes us out because that's all we have. Okay. Well, Nate Bradford, I, I really appreciate you um, making the time to join Woke AF and really appreciate you uh, sharing your story on the heist. Um, and I want to encourage folks, you know, to, to really understand um, that we all need to eat, right? And that some people um, are are getting way more help and have been for centuries. Um, and and this shouldn't be a struggle that we still are that you that you still are battling. Um, so I really appreciate really appreciate you. Um, and thank you for joining. 
You're welcome. I'm glad I came on. Uh, appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share my story. And you guys, you know, we have a site, glineranch.com. If you guys are interested, you want, want to know more about me and my family. Um, but, yeah. And we're out on TikTok, too. So I try to post and keep everybody up on the ranch. Uh, but it's been really tough, guys. But keep us in your prayers. We will. Thank you. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.